0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسلي أمري وحُلُّ عقدة من لساني يفقه قولي Respected elders, your brothers and sisters, my young friends, assalamu Alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Today when we look at the Muslim population, mashallah, it is large. And there are many believers and Muslims around the world, alhamdulillah. Even in our city, in our country, Here in Canada, here in Ottawa, we see the population of Muslims going up and getting larger and larger. At the time though of the Prophet ﷺ, the Muslim community was still young and relatively small. And there were many. There were many enemies and people who wanted to cause harm to the muslims and specifically to the prophet sallallahu alaihi and while many of them declared their enmity openly they openly proclaimed their disbelief they openly proclaimed their enmity they openly proclaimed their hatred yet there were some who hid their enmity professing To be with the Muslims But secretly disbelieving And plotting to cause harm These were referred to as The Munafiqoon Those who practice Nifaq A nifaq is an Arabic term Which literally means hypocrisy Literally means hypocrisy And it's used to describe a two-faced person, a two-faced individual whose non-verbal and verbal behavior contradicts their inner beliefs. So what they express through their words or through their actions is contrary to what they actually harbor inside. One of the companions of the Prophet ﷺ, his name was Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman. Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman radiallahu anh, was a very intelligent and very witty person. And he was known for his ability to keep a secret even under persistent questioning. He was known for his ability to keep secrets even under persistent questioning. And because of his ability to keep a secret, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam confided in him the names of the munafiqoon of their time. It was a weighty secret. It was a weighty, a very heavy secret, which the Prophet ﷺ did not disclose to any other companions. So only it was Hudayf ibn Yaman رضي who who was privy to this to these secrets or to the secret, and there was no other companion of the Prophet ﷺ who was given this information, the names of the hypocrites, the names of the Munafiqun at the time of the Prophet. ﷺ. And the Prophet ﷺ gave Hudayfa the task of watching the movements of the Munafiqun, following their activities and shielding the Muslims. From the sinister danger that they represented. The companions of the Prophet ﷺ were people of faith, people of courage, people of steadfastness. And their belief was firmly rooted in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and obedience to the Messenger ﷺ. Yet, even though they had such strength of faith, they really, truly feared an nifaq for themselves. They feared a nifaq hypocrisy, for themselves that they will end up, or they could end up in that situation. And they did not want to become hypocrites. They did not want to be from the munafiqoon. Imam al-Hassan al-Basri rahimahullah, said of hypocrisy that no one fears it but a believer and no one feels safe from it but a hypocrite. No one fears it except a believer and no one feels safe from it but a hypocrite. So Umar, Umar ibn al-Khattab anh, the second Khalifa, after the passing of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Would often go to meet Khalifa Ibn al-Yamana After the passing of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam To ask him if he was one of the hypocrites He wanted to know Is Umar ibn al-Khattab in the list of these people That the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has given you Because Umar doesn't want to be on that list So if he's on that list, he wants to know so that he can correct himself And from this time onward, Hudayfa radiallahu anhu was called the keeper of the secret of the messenger of Allah sallallahu And throughout his life, he remained steadfast, faithful to his pledge Not to disclose the names of the hypocrites after the death of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam People would come The Khalifa of the time would come To seek his advice Concerning the movements of the hypocrites Activities But he remained tight-lipped and cautious Umar ibn al-Khattab عنه, Was only indirectly able to find out Who the hypocrites were And how did he do that If anyone among the Muslims died, Umar radiallahu anhu would ask, has Hudayfa attended his funeral prayer? Has Hudayfa attended his funeral prayer? If the reply was yes, he would perform the prayer. And if the reply was no, he became doubtful about the person and refrained from performing the funeral prayer for him. So my brothers and sisters, there are basically two types of hypocrisy two types of nifaq hypocrisy in belief and hypocrisy in deeds and actions hypocrisy in belief lies often in what a person believes in the heart and sometimes professes with the tongue essentially it has to do with not believing in allah and his messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam you know disliking or hating Islam, disbelieving in Islam, hating and disliking the practices, and the teachings, and the beliefs that Allah and His Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam have brought to us, but to show the opposite to everyone out there, right? So inside, there is hatred, there's animosity. Huh? Inside, there's hatred, there's animosity. There's a desire to see negativity within the ummah. But on the outside, act like someone who is very much a supporter of Islam and the Muslims and the Islamic cause. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about this category of munafiqun, of hypocrites. wa <laughs> Verily the hypocrites will be in the lowest depths of the fire (coughs) No helper will you find for them So so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given a very severe warning For this first category of hypocrites, people Who harbor animosity, enmity, disbelief, hatred Regarding Islam and belief and the Muslims and they show the opposite outwardly the second category is the hypocrisy in deeds and actions hypocrisy in deeds and actions and this form of hypocrisy can be seen in the manner in which a person acts or reacts to situations and there are five aspects, five main aspects to this, as derived from the teachings of the Prophet, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So there's you know multiple ahadiths. I've summarized them into a list of points. So number one, when they speak, they lie. When they speak, they lie. What they say is contradictory to reality and what the truth is. So number one, when they speak, they lie. Number two, when they promise, they break their promise. So when they give someone their word and they promise something to do something or to deliver on something, they go against that. Number three, if you trust them, they prove to be dishonest. If you trust them with something and it could be something material, it could be a secret, You know, it could be money, it could be anything. If you trust them, they prove to be dishonest. Number four, when they argue, they behave in a very evil and insulting manner. When they argue, they behave in a very evil and insulting manner. You know, it's one thing to have an argument, a debate, um, and you have a disagreement and it gets passionate That's fine, there's nothing wrong with that, right? But you're still respectful, you know, you don't resort to using bad language, you don't start breaking things, you know, you don't make false accusations, right? So, fine, if you have a debate, an argument, something you're passionate about, a dispute, you still behave in an honorable manner, in a civil manner. But the traits of the hypocrites, the munafiqoon is that when they argue, They behave in a very evil and insulting manner. And number five, when they make an agreement, a deal, they're unfaithful towards it. They don't live up to their agreements, to their contracts. Now one other type of behavior that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dislikes, Has to do with those who preach, with those who preach, especially those, especially those who speak publicly, right? So we're thinking of teachers, parents, religious leaders, community leaders, politicians, uh, officials. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. Ya Yuhalavina Amanu Lima Takuluna Mala Tafaloon O you who believe, why do you say that which you do not do? Why do you say that which you do not do? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is asking, Lima ta kuluna tafaloon, why do you say that which you don't do yourselves? كَبُرَ Most hateful, most disliked, it is with Allah That you say that, which you do not do That you say that, which you do not do SubhanAllah, you know we find ourselves Of course, very close to the election Advanced pollings Polling, you know, happening this weekend This long weekend Debates leaders debates happening, right? A lot more people paying attention to the campaign, to the campaigns, and, you know, we see these terms coming up, these accusations coming up, you know, against candidates, against leaders, against parties, that you made these promises and you, break, you broke these promises, or this is what you say, and this is what you preach, but this is what you do, right? So we are paying attention, a lot of us, and we're taking it in, and of course, all of these things um, indicate, you know, a person's uh, character, uh, you know, and they may have reasons why they were not able to fulfill some promises and so on, but nonetheless, it says something about people and about parties, about candidates, when we pay attention to how they are behaving, right? But the point here is, my brothers and sisters, That while we are paying attention to others, while we are evaluating the conduct of leaders and politicians and parties and their promises and what they're saying they're going to do and whether we think they're going to do it or not, it's also important to not lose sight of ourselves, to ask ourselves that how many traits of hypocrisy of the five that we discussed or the six, how many of them do you have? How many of them do I have? And of the ones that the Prophet ﷺ has mentioned, he has said that, you know, a person who has all of these traits is a complete hypocrite, complete munafiq. And a person who has one of them has a portion of the traits of hypocrisy until, of course, they rectify themselves and they get rid of those traits. So as we are paying attention to others, and the character and the conduct of others, let's also not forget about ourselves. So ask yourself that how many traits of hypocrisy do you have? What do you say when you speak? What comes out of your mouth? What do you type when you're texting and you're sending messages Uh on WhatsApp, on Snapchat, whichever app that you're using? Uh What is it that you're posting? What is it that you're sharing? How much of it is actually true? Only you know and only Allah knows Think about your promises that you have made Do you fulfill your promises? If someone entrusts you with something With something that is valuable to them Some wealth, some money, some jewelry A secret How do you behave with that secret and that trust? If you get into a heated debate An argument you know, How do you behave? If someone were to make a video of you When you're angry When you're upset At your friend, your classmate, your, your, your spouse, your parents, whoever Of course you shouldn't be Especially with your parents But let's say you are How do you behave? If someone were to record a video of you and play it back, post it publicly, uh how would you feel? Would you be ashamed? Would you be embarrassed? Are you using bad language? Are you losing control? So these are questions, my brothers and sisters, to ask ourselves. When you make an agreement with someone, you have a pact, you make a deal, do you live up to it? There are a few ways, my brothers and sisters, that we can battle hypocrisy within ourselves. Firstly, to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ask Allah to protect us from hypocrisy. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would make supplications for this. O Allah, I seek refuge in you from doubts, from hypocrisy, disbelief, and immoral conduct. O Allah, cleanse my heart from hypocrisy and my tongue from falsehood. So that's number one Seek Allah's protection Because we cannot achieve anything Without the guidance and help of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So that's number one Number two Always endeavor to speak the truth And avoid falsehood In every situation Always endeavor to speak the truth And avoid falsehood Sometimes situations can be difficult Sometimes we are looking at the immediate reaction The immediate impact And we are afraid, we are scared of that So we try to twist our words Or we try to be We we try to lie We end up lying So first of all Foresee From before And avoid things That can bring you Into that situation And if you find yourself In that situation Always remember That telling the truth Telling the truth Is always better than, Than lying Except of course If it's a life and death matter Or some very extreme circumstances Number three, ensure that you uphold the obligations that Allah has put upon you Especially the five daily prayers right? If you hold on to your prayers If you stick to your prayers And you try to do them sincerely and genuinely at the right time To the best of your ability Inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant you protection Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will guide you It doesn't mean you're not going to slip, you may still slip but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make it easier for you to be protected and to stay true to, upon the truth and upon the guidance of Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Number four, under promise and over deliver. Under promise and over deliver. Right? So remember that talk is cheap. So talk less and do more. Don't make great promises which you're not able to live up to. Make fewer promises, under promise, and then when it's time to deliver, over deliver. Do more than you actually are required to or that you have promised to do. And if you can't keep a promise, then don't make it. If you can't keep a promise, or if you think you may not be able to make it and keep it, then don't make that promise. Just be upfront. Be like, listen, I would really love to do this, but I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to live up to the expectations. I'm not going to be able to. Deliver. So therefore, I'd rather not promise and then disappoint you later rather than trying to please you right now by promising and then falling short afterwards. Endeavor to keep the imana. Whatever you are trusted with, do not betray that trust. Increase your patience. Control your anger. Fight your desires. Right? When, you feel that you're getting, when you feel that you're getting angry, when you feel that you're getting upset and your temperature is going up, remove yourself from that situation. Right. We all have patterns of behavior. Right? I can tell when I'm getting frustrated. Right. Examine yourself. I can tell when I, my, I'm getting frustrated. I'm, you know, I'm trying to control myself, but... So remove yourself from that situation before you allow it to go to that extent. Remember what you preach. Reflect. And practice it to the best of your ability. It doesn't mean that we stop encouraging people to do good and discouraging them from doing bad because we are afraid we are not going to be able to practice it. No. It's good to encourage good and to discourage evil and discourage things which are negative. But at the same time, remember what you are saying and try to live up to it. You may not be able to live up to it perfectly, but keep reminding yourself and striving. And if a person takes this seriously... Their preaching can be the best form Of personal rectification Because you tell others to do good And then you remember Oh, I need to do this myself too Because I don't want to be a hypocrite So you try to do it yourself And you focus on yourself as well So you help others And at the same time You end up rectifying yourself As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Protect us and allow us To succeed in doing this And finally my brothers and sisters Make tawbah And continue to increase in repentance Of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do istighfar. Astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. Keep your tongue moist in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you inner strength to overcome these weaknesses, insha'Allah. They ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to purify our hearts, to purify our minds and actions. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from hypocrisy, and doubts, and disbelief, and immoral conduct. Ameen. Wa afradhawana alhamdulillah, rabbi'l alamin. Okay. Are you? Okay. Brothers, please.